0: Hello and welcome back to Platform Enterprise, a podcast for people who are pissed off with capitalism. I'm your host, Rachel Donald. I'm an investigative journalist and a writer. You can find some of my work over at platformenterprise.com, where you can also sign up to get these podcast episodes delivered straight to your inbox every week. On this week's show is Chiara Cicarello, an Italian artist based in Germany. Chiara came on the show to discuss the fascinating Discovery Project, a home her and her husband built from reclaimed wood found on the streets of Berlin that they then lived in for a few years and now travels around the world with them. Chiara discusses the benefits of living with less and of building with your own hands what you need in life. These two braved Berlin winters with no electricity and no running water but were forced to leave when an arson attack destroyed some of the other homes that had popped up around them. There is a lot to love about Kiara, her outlook uh, and her art, which you can find at chicaboom.com. So before you go, please do give the, the episode, The Conversation, a five-star rating and leave a comment to let us know what you think. All right, here she is. Enjoy the show. Chiara, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so great to have you on the show. (laughs) Thanks to you for inviting me. So just a bit of background for listeners. Uh, I met Chiara in a market in Berlin where I went to find some uh, gifts for people because I'd been visiting the city and then came away with a whole handful of art. Uh, Your amazing art that I took for myself, for my friends, for my family. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. I think it's fantastic, and I've subscribed to everything you're doing since then, and you sent an email a couple of weeks ago about Discurvy. (laughs) So I'm going to stop there because it's not my story, but um, if you could just introduce yourself perhaps to the audience first of all, and then launch into, uh, yeah, the story of Discurvy.
1: Yes, so I'm uh, Chiara Ciccarello, and uh, everybody call me Chica. That's uh, also my (laughs) artist name, and uh, I came from Sicily where I grew up, and since eight years, I'm living in Berlin. And, uh, yeah, I studied uh, architecture, and I was working uh, for two years, about, before, like, uh, deciding that I... I, My vocation was more like drawing and uh, mm-hmm. and painting. And, uh, yeah, in Berlin, I met my husband, is Hiru Taguchi, he's also an artist. And uh, also because this, I was, like, a, um finding the the courage to leave the architecture to art Mm. as a living profession and also this project the discovery was like a burning for a combination of uh, of causes like uh, one was that when i met yuki he he wanted like a big change in, in his life uh in his like uh, life as a man and life as an artist. And uh, one reason was like he was living very long in uh, in, uh, the same house, uh, the same uh, like shared house and they wanted this big changing. And uh, also like in 2011, there was like the um, uh, tsunami and the earthquake in Japan and all the big Fukushima happening. That Mm -hmm. time he was in Tokyo And he was starting to wondering uh, about uh, the value of life and connected to the value of art. And also, like, uh, when this was happening and the people uh, lose everything, and then what happened when people, like, uh, find themselves without house, without clothes, without, Mm -hmm. like, like, a possibility to to warming themselves. Mm -hmm. that in this case, you have to know how to survive by yourself. Like uh, even the small things like uh, making a fire or like uh, building a shelter, it's something that we we lost because now Mm. it's uh, everything ready for us. And uh, that time also Yuki was wondering like like, uh, to use art and uh, life to recover this knowledge, this wisdom about the simple things of the life. This was one of the big reason why he had this idea of starting the discovery project. And then plus we met, I was uh, just graduated in architecture. So he had this idea, okay, maybe we can build a house. Like that's what we did.
0: <laughs> maybe we can build a house. So we did it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now it's not, um, So I think I mispronounced it earlier. It's discovery. It's discovery. Like, uh, Dis- yeah
1: like pronounce like it because yeah because the when we built the house uh, it we built it uh, in berlin in Kreuzberg, in um uh, empty lot that was in front of the spray and the, the street was called kovri that's okay.
0: why the project uh, name discovery right okay got it got it discovery so discovery is not a normal house for mm-hmm. for people that um are listening and, and I don't know what it is um you <laughs> So you built it down by the river on yes. an abandoned lot. Um, first of all, how did you find that lot? How did that come about?
1: Yeah, this lot, uh, it was uh, a big story in uh, in uh, Korksberg. It was empty for a very long time. Uh, in the 90s, there was like a club that is still uh, existing in Berlin in a different area. It's called Yam. It's mm-hmm. a club um, um, runned by African community. So in the 90s, it was there. Then uh, they have to move uh, because this, like the, um, uh, the, uh, the lot was called Kubri Brache. Brache is like an empty space in German. And um, uh, yeah, there was the jam. Then they have to move because it's a, it was a private lot. And the, the owner, that's a very rich man, was okay to to have people to use it until they like had a plan for it and after the yam there was also like it was squatted there was like a community there but then there was like many time like the the rumor of eviction so they leave it mm. and uh, it was also um, the Guggenheim museum by BMW was there mm. in the 2000s and then like when we arrive and uh 2012 uh, 2013 in March um, there was like a small community of uh, punk Polish people <laughs> like uh, living in two uh, tipi tent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so um, we thought okay maybe it's possible to, to make a project there since it was like uh, used by by other people and uh, we were, went there and just talked to the people living there. And asking uh, if it was okay for
0: us to start this project there, and so there was no problem, so we did it. Oh, fantastic! So you so you'd heard about it and about sort of the the myth of this lot, and yeah, went down was, to discover uh, it.
1: it. It was it was pretty known by right. by Berlin people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: one of those Berlin things yeah all right cool and then um how did you build the the, because it's qualified as like a tiny house right yes yes okay so um this is my favorite question how did you build it i with what we
1: we just collected material around berlin like we we rent one van and we went around the city to collect like a waste material like a mostly wood Mm. and then yeah so all the the wood that we use for building the house it's just like wasted wood so and then we didn't have any electricity or water there so we use just our hands so we cut it by hand using like japanese saw, and uh, we use nails and hammer that's how
0: we build it oh my god that's amazing
1: (laughs) how long did it take uh, the house, let's say it's like two room. <laughs> even if it's super small, it's like I would say like 12, maybe 13 square meters. Mm-hmm. So the first um, uh, construction was uh, the living room and the, <laughs> the high bed, it took like one month for building it. And okay. then the
0: kitchen is uh, another month, so all together it's two months. Wow. And I'm assuming your architecture background came in very useful for doing that. Yes, or, 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 if, please continue.
1: Uh, even if like a, um, designing and building, it's, it's very different.
0: Uh, yeah. and I <laughs> <laughs> what was the biggest surprise that you had building it?
1: Uh, well, like on the technical uh, uh, point of view, yes, I was like uh, I was learning a lot because like um, mm. uh, when you design something, uh, you you don't know about the phase that you have to mm. to like the step that you have to do while you are building it. Mm. And uh, on the social point of view, like the the people living there and then how the community evolved, it was like uh, my like. Uh, Biggest surprise and my biggest interest. I was very interested how the the people spontaneously create something uh, like uh, with the mm. city. All
0: right, let let's get into that. So <laughs> it, it took a couple of months to build, and then Yuki and yourself, you moved in, didn't you, to live there? Yes, we were living there like uh, for one and half a half year. Right. Okay. So it was completely livable. I assume it was insulated and everything. You guys really managed to build your own home in this abandoned lot, and then other people started to do the same thing around you. Isn't that what happened?
1: Yes. It was. uh, Well, we were expecting, like, uh, because our house was the first house. There were some tents there. We were somehow expecting that people like uh, seeing that that we build a house without uh, any problem from the police or something that they will have joined. Uh, Mm. But I I couldn't imagine that in the end, after one year, there were so many people there. I think I counted like 150 people living there in the end before the addiction.
0: Wow. And were they also living in houses that they had built or was it uh, an amalgamation of different homes? It was like
1: many people living there. It was uh, in the end, there was a big uh, like a Roma community, like a gypsy mm-hmm. community. And uh, yeah, most of the people were living there. Some artists also were using the place as a, like a studio. or a, But I would say like the, most of the people were living there. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's amazing! And was there a, a sense of community with you all together?
1: Yeah, that's also the things that we were hoping for, but actually there were not so much. There were like a okay. more small group, uh, small community, but uh, like uh, there was not a common sense of community.
0: It was very right, okay.
1: individualistic. I would say it was kind of a mirror of a of a nowadays society.
0: Oh. Why do you think that is? Yep, because I think like
1: uh now especially maybe in a big city like Berlin like a uh, people it's trying to survive by themselves and not like uh losing a little bit like the the way that we can be stronger together and do more mm. together.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you think it kind of mimicked the trend that was also happening In Berlin at that time? Yeah, I think it's uh, something that is happening in all the world. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. But Berlin was kind of, you know, Berlin was like the destination for for artists and for creatives and and people seeking something else. And it's, you know, slowly kind of become gentrified over the past decade. Uh, uh,
1: Yes, yes,
0: absolutely. yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yes. like a... It was... This place uh, that was called by the people living there Free Kubri because it was free for everybody to go there and uh, build a house or do whatever they want. Uh, and that was like a beautiful thing. Mm. But uh, on the other hand, like uh, some people, then there's things that uh, this freedom is doing whatever they want without respecting also. Others. So it's like a misunderstood this concept it was not created in the beginning as a community like when we arrived there uh, it was already like the people it was like 15 people they were not really like a community they were like Mm -hmm. a two tp one were like um, this russian polish punk and then one was like a Argentinian um, uh, guy with a German girl. There were already like some conflict between them. Like oh, okay. And then like also in the end, when the the Roma um, families came in, uh, it was also difficult the communication. I mean, mm-hmm. I I love like the Gypsy and the Roma um, way like of. Uh, living but uh, it's, they are very close community it's very difficult to to get them trust you yeah, yeah. well they go through a lot yeah. <laughs> in many mm. many yeah <laughs> so that
0: would have needed more time like to okay yeah and um for the artists like yourselves that did come down to to join um was that because they'd heard what you were doing or had yeah how did that come about
1: yeah, some people like uh, yeah. Some people were coming and, uh, and visiting us, and then uh, um, uh, seeing that it was possible to create something there. Mm. Uh, there was like um, one uh, Canadian carpenter that built a beautiful house. That uh, unfortunately, <laughs> couldn't not be saved like us,
0: mm. and
1: then um, like a Spanish uh, painter also that she was like uh, using that house for studio. And we also try to do something all together, like create like a festival for people uh, to visit the, the place. Uh, but yeah, I have to say it was a bit difficult uh, to to get all the people, like uh, get along.
0: <laughs> mm. Maybe let's, let's keep picking away at that point, actually, because yeah. it's a really good micro example of sort of what happens uh, in cities and in nations and then in the international community Um, you said that perhaps given more time yeah the okay so you think time you didn't have enough time Um, what else do you think is necessary to create um, bridges between different communities in order to enable a, a, a broader community under one, I don't know, umbrella?
1: Well, I think like we have to be like um, a very open mind to diversity and mm. uh, also the way that we communicate, it's very important. So we have to learn how to communicate in a way that's avoiding conflict or mitigated. Mm. And uh, that's, I think also in Berlin, Sometimes it's missing with the people. So we are when we feel attacked with communication. The first things that uh, nowadays I see in the city, it's responding with uh, like an aggressive way. But uh, like the best way, is always like to try to, to like calm down and have a, like a no like a no violence communication. That's the first mm. things.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> counting to <laughs> ten. <laughs> Which is kind of what we say. I mean, that's what I say to myself when I'm in a bad room. Count to ten before you respond. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> So taking time. Right. Okay. And nonviolent this is interesting, nonviolent communication because nonviolent protest is definitely um, uh, I don't want to say a trend because that would denigrate the history of the movement, but it's sort of come back certainly in the past sort of five years of people, certainly the left, trying to engage in nonviolence um, as forms of action. But nonviolent communication is something that maybe we don't speak about enough. Can you give an example, perhaps, of um, in the in the community when um, phew, uh, there was a miscommunication and,
1: yeah. Well, just, I can a do like a very, like a personal, simple example.
0: Sure.
1: Um, when, For example, when we arrived here uh, in this small village in the Altena to start our mm-hmm. project. And then uh, we had, uh, like, I had the ban like uh, that we are using to collecting also material here. For, for the project because we always collect like a uh, material from the place that we can reuse it mm. and then I was uh, like a parking the van uh, like close by this house and then uh, a man was coming out and then, like like uh, like the first things that he was saying like it's uh, who are you what are you doing and then my first reaction it was like uh, why you talk to me like so like strong and aggressive. And then my mm-hmm. first way was to answer also with the mm-hmm. same tone. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, after one minute understanding it was not leading to anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like calming down and start like, I'm Chiara, I'm an artist. I'm doing this, nice to meet you. And mm-hmm. that was going like super smooth. And then mm-hmm. like, there was no problem at all. Like that's well like one simple example, no? And also, like uh, for me, like uh, also the, the difference of culture between Italian and German. No, that's also something that <laughs> in communication. <laughs> I mean, German very direct, very strong communication. Where like Italian, it's uh, very emotional and uh, trying always to make it I would say light and uh, like a, like a warm. And that's like mm-hmm. no there is not the best or the the worst in this it's just different and then yeah. i have just to understand the difference of the culture
0: and like mm-hmm. uh, avoiding all the the conflict uh, yeah mm. but then i suppose that leads to the question like um if there is the chance of conflict which culture learns to concede a little bit in order to create like uh, an opportunity of nonviolence, you know?
1: Yeah, but I think, like, uh, the point is, like, uh, that, personally, we don't have to, yeah, to think which culture is, like, uh, like, best or who. Oh, sure. Which, yeah. So, yeah. like, uh, individually, we have to try That's mm. the, the things. That's the... So, we can talk about community, but, uh, like, first, each of us has to try to, to go in this direction. Otherwise,
0: it's like not working. Right, okay. So we can talk about cultural problems, but the solutions lie with individuals exactly. and that we choose to act and engage with each other. Very nice. <laughs> so tell me about what happened with Discovery because you guys were there for 18 months and then there was a fire, I believe? Yes. <laughs> so
1: yeah, in the September 2014, there was a big fire. Mm. And uh, the thing is nobody of the camps Knows who like started the fire. The thing is that the private security was there before the police. So
0: oh, that's interesting. I
1: <laughs> yes, I I don't know, but uh, after the fire, the first arrived the private security, the second arrived the the police and the firemen, and then and then after that, everybody had to go out, and in three days, uh, it was everything destroyed okay oh
0: <laughs> hang on <laughs> hang on <That> <laughs> i need to great understand this <laughs> okay so um was the lot still owned by the same guy the same yes. private individual right okay and um how much did the fire destroy uh it was just one house burning uh,
1: fortunately nobody was there around wow. when uh, the fire was uh so there was no injuries and uh, yeah, it was like one house in front of our house. It was like a really lucky house, so it was not destroyed. And that super lucky that
0: nobody was injured. But yeah, yeah. So did the police establish that the fire had been started on purpose? Yeah, somebody, somebody did it. Who? Oh, it's uh, actual arson. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh. Okay. All right. So there's an arson attack. A house goes up. The private security arrive, then the police and the firemen. They ask everybody to leave. You leave for three days. Yeah. And nobody could.
1: Yeah.
0: Like you would believe that. Yes. Yes.
1: And then tell me. Uh huh. And then nobody could enter anymore. Like the day after. Yes, the day after they allowed like people to enter, like uh, (laughs) with. Like police to just pick them personal stuff and go out again and nobody could enter anymore and then in three days the the bulldozer came and then there was (gasps) everything destroyed no
0: yeah in one week was nothing already wow after so many years of it being built up by different people yes Okay, but hang, what about your legal rights as squatters in Berlin? Well, <laughs> I think this,
1: like, uh, legal rights are getting less and less. Like, uh, even yeah. this, this year, like, during the lockdown, uh, started from last year, like, uh, yeah, with the pandemic, uh, they they evicted a lot of squat in Berlin. Oh, did like, they? Uh, yes, a the lot of historical ones. And also, like uh, for the pandemic and everything, for people was very difficult so to demonstrate against the
0: eviction. Mm-hmm. Oh, so a lot of people took that opportunity to just cleanse, yes. quote unquote. What we think. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, because it must have been um, a whole new kind of freedom to like build the place that you're going mm-hmm. to live in. You must have felt so empowered right yes i was i mean we were like uh we
1: were very happy to see like uh, that uh, that people were using the the space for the best that would be like that it was an artist but also family like uh, the roma family yeah. like uh, finding a place there and that's like for me, like coming from Italy, like we have a lot of Roman community, like uh, mm. using the empty space in the city. But I think for uh, Germany, was something new.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. But still, like you, you built the place that you lived with your bare hands. <laughs> you know, like I can't even imagine how sort of liberating that must have felt. Yes, yes. That's, that's, uh,
1: I mean, we learn a lot. Like that's like uh, the the focus of this project, uh, like mm. learning and sharing uh, like mm. wisdom. Mm. So we learn how to build it by ourselves, but also like uh, the people there, like uh, were giving us advice, and we were also sharing this advice with other people. Mm. So what's what's the most um, uh, powerful thing is was this sharing this wisdom
0: okay all right and then it was taken away in three days
1: <laughs> yeah i mean we were really really lucky that in the time of the eviction exactly in that time we had a project with a the theater in berlin Eberham Hufa, and then we were uh, planning to have like um some event uh, and workshop in the, in the in the lot in the Free Mm -hmm. And then exactly in that day, there was happening the fire and the eviction. And then because this project and the the support of the theater, we could contact the owner and uh, say that we have to save this house as uh, an art object. And then we could save it. And it was very quick. In one day we just cut it. This house was not built for... uh, for being a moving house so we have just like to cut it and then bring it away yeah
0: so you so you managed to save discovery yes like right okay this project and then yeah no sorry please 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 this project just
1: this project is a this house is a super lucky house it's just keeping surviving The (laughs) fire and the people that support it yeah
0: so this is the thing now you you and Yuki you travel around with the house showing it don't you
1: Yes yeah we have the the possibility to to show it around the world it was uh, the oh. first time was in uh, in Denmark in Kirk uh, it was uh, and then the second time uh, it was still uh, Japan that was 2019 like no. we bring it uh, on the beach of uh Kanaiwa sea and then this year I was coming back home to Germany. Mm.
0: and is it still the same wood that you collected on the streets of Berlin, or do you rebuild it in each location with uh, different materials no no
1: it's it's exactly the same house oh, like with some
0: uh, some reparation. <laughs> that must be the most well traveled house in the history of the entire world yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think um Why do you think people want to come and see Discovery? What do you think it gives them? I
1: think it's uh, like, it's, it's not just the object. It's not like a sculpture. It's more like the, the story of the house. I think it's very Mm. interesting. And like see how many people became part of this story. And we hope that um, many more will be part of it. Mm. And
0: uh, yeah. Well, i just, you know we live in a time of financialized housing markets where it's really really difficult um, for people to to live to support themselves. Do you think it also gives people hope that they can find alternative ways of living that they can you know build their own home with their with their bare hands? Yes, yes, of course. Like some, like many people, it's very
1: surprised at how we we could build it also from crap wood by ourselves. <laughs> with just like <laughs> no electricity and nothing eh? and uh yeah also many people say i, I would not able to do it uh, but uh, i think yeah it's just learning while doing it or just like uh meeting other people that can like share this knowledge and uh, yeah mm. and i think like one interesting point uh, it's uh like focusing uh, on uh, on uh, which things of the of our life is more essential. So what we really need, we need of course we need the shelter, we need food, we need clothes. That's the the first things like the that we need. And uh, how can we like uh, we can we do it by ourselves? Yes, we can actually. Like we don't need like a like a big house. Like we can build like a small house we if we need food we can also grow like our food we can make Mm. our like a veggies uh, and uh, and the clothes actually we have so much waste nowadays it's possible to it's possible to find like a very cheap like a clothes that now uh, like end up cycling it or learning Mm. how to make something new with that Mm. because also like we are losing like uh also the value of the the things because we don't imagine how how much in the past time was needed to create like a fabric or to grow some veggies because now we have like everything too easy
0: yeah we're not at all involved in the production of the things around us exactly. that's
1: also like what we think like doing by ourselves the things have a new like a value or like we understand more the value of the things like how is uh beautiful like to like make a meal with the veggies that you grow by yourself like even if it's just potato and onions like and cooking it uh, with a fire that you made by yourself in the house that you built by yourself it's mm. like completely different uh,
0: value could you go keep going into it like what um what was perhaps the, the thing that you least expected would change about your relationship with value after building discover, discovery and, and living there? I think
1: I, yeah, I, I understood like that uh, many things that we have nowadays not really needed mm. or I don't need so much of that. Like uh, so, reduce like the the object that I need. Like uh, that could be like a clothes or like uh, even like um, like when we were living there, we didn't have electricity. I don't need to have like uh, the computer like switch on all the time or like uh, I even don't need to have the TV. Like it's not <laughs> you know like uh, even like a candle or like a uh, uh, like oil lamp it's enough for uh, lighting mm. now and the one thing mm. that uh that i really also like a lot it's uh, like how people like when uh when you have very few things but you can still share it. and uh if you need something then people can give you something and you can give
0: something in exchange. Mm. like a kind of real circular economy yeah. <laughs> yes it's interesting because you know the the climate movement is really trying to get people to to reduce to reuse um to live with less um to to consume less and it's trying to change industries and yet you and your husband achieved this like super climate friendly life not by doing it for the climate but by changing your values yes or evolving your values yes. Did yeah, you say that please
1: that's what i think like uh, it's necessary you know because uh, i think like uh, yeah like the each of us like uh, in uh, indiv- individually we have to do something for that mm. like mm. first then expecting like uh, like i mean we can start with small things
0: like uh, yeah sorry start what with small things
1: like for example, I can start like uh, to reduce my my waste. I can start to to don't think that having uh, meat it's uh, something that uh, it's I mean it's like a luxus to to eat meat. It's not something that totally. we have to do every day. Totally.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but it still it's interesting that it all came about for you through this very very different, you know, way. Like, of um, rather than thinking consciously, okay, what what can I do to tackle this specific problem, you your values evolved th- over the course of a project, and you solved a lot of problems as a byproduct, you know, of living more in, in like a conscious value system. yes, and i I think that even what you're talking about community, about people taking responsibility for how we speak to each other um individuals taking responsibility for the lives that they want to create for the homes that they want to build um and yeah for your sort of individual footprint in the world I think it's quite remarkable Thank what you. you've done <laughs> <laughs> how like have you brought those values with you even though you guys had to leave this I'm gonna say I keep mispronouncing it Discovery? no speech. <laughs> <Jeez>, <laughs> Discovery, sorry. <laughs> um what have you brought those values with you since leaving Discovery? Yes, of course. And we also like we
1: showing trying to show this project around the world that's like also a way to bring this value to people.
0: Mm. Do you find it more difficult to live in line with those same values when being, I don't know, back in a city or wherever.
1: Um. Uh, well, like uh, also this project, uh, discovery was born like uh, in the middle of a of a European capital. So we were to in our, the city, yeah. and that was also like. Uh, I mean, it's different when we build it uh, in the countryside. And then uh, we were, when we were living in the city, there is much more waste from the capital mm. that can be reused. Yeah, ah, yeah of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but with that, because you, you you don't live in... Do you live in Discovery when you build it again? Yes, we live there, yeah. Right, okay. So maybe this is, this is the, the question that I, I badly asked before. Do you find it easier to live in line with these values? That you created when living in discovery or like ah uh, okay nah i think like once that you learn
1: like this kind of value it's uh then it's like part of you you like just keep following okay. them it's not like something that depends on the on where you live you know mm.
0: like, yeah
1: but, yeah that's what i think once that, that we see like how much waste we are producing Uh, also Mm -hmm. like that was another problem when we were living in berlin like because berlin um, uh, in the city like the waste are private so all the the um, uh, garbage is collected inside the houses so all the berlin uh, Mm -hmm. building they have like this system of inside court and there is where the the waste is collected so in the street you have like a very small like a um, garbage box mm-hmm. that was not possible to fit the garbage produced by a hundred fifty people. So we had like a huge like a uh. problem with that. And that's like once that you see that then you keep doing it also when you are living like in a like a let's say normal apartment. Like we mm. try to to reduce it. Like this it's something that uh that will be always
0: part of our, like, uh, value. It's interesting, isn't it? When you kind of run out of options to do something in one way, like pe- we're adapted to find solutions. That's yeah. like, like what humans do best. <laughs> you just figure it out. <laughs> um, I'm still thinking about that fire that was started. Um would you encourage like people to to go out and and to do to try this to build their own home not just to live with less because we're you know everybody should be trying to live with less all the time for sure but to actually try and sort of escape you know the private markets that dominate our lives yeah. um or yeah <laughs> would you encourage people to go out and try to build their own home yes i would i would
1: yeah it's it's I think, I think it's something that uh, it's uh, really like, uh, like changing you in a way. And also, well, like we all agree that it's uh, the market uh, of uh, houses. It's now crazy. I mean, there was like this in Berlin, there was this um, uh, law that we're trying to make it passes the Mitte, K, like the limit of the of the renting for, uh, mm. for houses and then uh it was approved the last year until like this month was again like um uh, it was not passing the the parliament so it was not getting national and it was it's like a huge problem because like it was when was it and uh last some months ago they they said that was okay there was this limit on the on the rent and then uh, all the houses in Berlin like for uh, for residential use, all the rent was going down and people were starting to pay like almost half of the rent it was like amazing like it was oh. beautiful the rule mm. like a law that was passing and what was happening uh, last month that uh, this law was not approved in the national level and now all the people have to pay back <gasps> all this like uh, money that was like no. cut. That, yeah. So that's crazy oh. because like all Berlin, it's mostly owned, not by Berlin, not from the city, but it's owned mm-hmm. by, by private big, like a real estate company. And they mm-hmm. have more power to the side than the people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I would say
1: to everybody, yes, build your own house, like use the empty space, reclaim your city. Yeah.
0: But this is the thing. You know, you you were you guys were kicked out. Somebody started a damn fire of one of the houses. You know, how how do people reclaim spaces safely, or are we just gonna have to take the risk um to do it unsafely? And also how do we change like the the language around it, so that it's it's not about occupying, um, it's about you know, or even taking back. It's just about giving people like the space to to live and the right to live. Yes, well, like
1: we need <laughs> we need the uh, like we need politi- politicians that have to start to to care about the rights of the people mm. more than the than the rights of the billionaire who has like <laughs> who owns
0: the city yeah yeah
1: but on it's, the other yeah
0: please. no please no 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 go ahead
1: on the on another the side i would say if it's everybody really start to fight like a, in a pacific way for mm-hmm. their rights like if it's everybody really like a, imagine if everybody takes the empty space of the empty building uh, in the city and uh, and use it because they need it then it's uh, not possible for them to win if it's like all the people together like doing it but that's i i know it sounds like ut- utopistic or.
0: or no, it, it doesn't sound utopic at all. I mean, you know, utopia would be everybody having what they need when they need it. You know, <laughs> not having to sort of go up against huge legal structures and um, companies and people that are very, very well connected. Um, I think people are looking for a solution to like the financialization of all markets. Um, it's like this late stage capitalism is is crumbling underneath the weight of itself. Um, do you think that that is something that has to happen, like the the reclaiming of spaces and of buildings? Yes, I think
1: I would love to see it happen. It's mm-hmm. something that was already happening uh, years ago. Like I mean, Berlin was yeah. like a, when the wall was coming down. It was happening everywhere around mm-hmm. the 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 wall. Beer, uh, like Planzlower, Kreuzberg and Friesland were everything squatted. But uh, nowadays the process is going completely in the other direction because the, all these old squatted this are they are disappearing. They are like uh, cleaning
0: them because of everything yeah, I didn't know that that was happening. Berlin is one of those places I think when you don't live in it like you 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 cross your fingers and you hope that it's gonna remain this like pretty magical place where people can get away with things and you know like the pearls are protected but uh apparently not
1: yeah, it's happening I have to say, but Berlin still people are really active and fighting for their right, especially for the for the um, uh, right of of having a Home mm. that, yeah. that is affordable that has a right price. There is like a big big movement and people really fighting and now they are like uh, collecting again uh, um, uh, like signature for passing again this law for keeping the the um, uh, house price low. They are really really active and uh, we are fighting still for that until this is keep going and uh, people make them uh, hear their voice. I think there is hope, yeah.
0: As long as people feel heard, there's hope. Yeah. What a lovely note to end on. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey everyone, unfortunately for whatever reason, I don't know, uh, we lost the last five minutes of our interview. But just flagging, Kiara platformed uh, German artist Linda Havenstein, and I will have her on the show in a couple of weeks. Make sure to check out Kiara's artwork over at Chicaboom.com. That's C I C C A B O O M.com. I love all of her work. That's what got me chatting to her a year ago at that Berlin market. Uh, but I'm particularly obsessed with her coffee spoon series which I'm proud to display uh, on one of the walls in the house. Do go and check it out. And if you're looking for something really original and fascinating and joyous, uh, be sure to to choose Kiara's work. Also, before you go, please don't forget to leave the podcast a five star rating and subscribe over at platformenterprise.com. That means you'll get these episodes delivered to your inbox every week. And one day, eventually, I will no longer be beholden to the demon that is social media. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. See you next week.